We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. From the WEEI Studios, the home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Andy Gresh and Rich Keith. WEEI Football Sunday is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By New England Recovery Center in Westboro, where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. By Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needco.com. By Catches Law Group, the personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com. And by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer. Now, WEEI Football Sunday. We're coming to you from the Best Yet Brand Studios. Hello, friend. Hello. Keith and I are here with you. Uh, No wigs today. Dealing with some family stuff and uh, thoughts are with him as well. And uh, good Lord, what a week it has been in the National Football League. We now have to walk through scenarios where there could be a neutral site AFC championship game. And Keith, as crazy as it sounds... It's actually one of the more reasonable things that the NFL has done in the past 10 years in trying to figure out what was almost damn near an unmanageable situation. Yeah, somebody was going to be affected by it, right? There's no way to make it completely fair for every single team. And the idea of making up that Cincinnati-Buffalo game seemed outrageous, right? Like, unless you wanted to move playoff games, unless you wanted to tack on a week and everything, that seemed to be the, the least likely scenario and then you're saying, well, you had these three teams that all had a chance at the number one seed, and it was all going to come down to the, the final two weeks. And I'll tell you, I, I didn't love the idea at first, but considering Buffalo did win the head-to-head matchup with Kansas City mm-hmm. during the regular season, they looked like they had the inside track. Now, that was going to be a really tough game against Cincinnati. They were already down 7-3 real early when that game got stopped, but... This does seem to make the most sense. Makes a lot more sense than the old AFC North coin toss does. Oh my god, that's kind of outrageous. So Cincinnati is getting kind of porked, and, and they and they're saying that too. Yeah, they and are. They are saying as much. But yeah, Kansas City Buffalo. It's too bad because I think both fan bases would just be. Especially, can you imagine an AFC title game in Buffalo? Oh my god, they would lose their minds, and it would be unbelievable. But 
I think, you know, because they didn't have a chance to play the 17 games, finding a neutral site, which is still to be determined, like where that is, but I guess that is probably the most fair in what is a very unique situation. It is, and when Kansas City lost to Cincinnati as well, that added sort of the next layer of, wow, you've lost to Buffalo and Cincinnati, right. and then there's an inequity in games. So it then became, I guess, the, the most seamless way of handling it. Mm-hmm. Plus, don't you think from a human standpoint that it almost would have been a little icky to like be like okay we're gonna restart from where this guy almost died on the field at 523 to go let's saddle up and ride yeah you couldn't do it you really couldn't and i honestly think even a very likely divisional round matchup between buffalo and cincinnati is also gonna have a weird eerie feel oh you know i didn't think of that you're right if those two teams meet and say it's in buffalo uh, and like like, they'll each have played two games prior to that so at least it's not the very next time you take the field mm-hmm. but even still i think it's going to be kind of odd but even with all that said kansas city even though they likely won't have home field advantage throughout the whole thing they they, they do have the buy which again is a yes. key part of the you know being the number one overall seed and they did earn that yesterday by just yeah, handling the raiders 31 to 13 and i don't get the reason why jared stidham is playing right now well, they're done with Derek Carr. It seems like they it. are. Well, they sent him home. They're like, you're done. So the last two weeks of the season, they're like, all right, you're not the answer and stay away from the building. You're like, what? Right. I, like, why is this guy that bad of a guy and or it, is like a distraction? Like, it's very strange because he was fine. Yeah. And you're not preserving the ability to trade him either necessarily. Like, I know they did extend his contract. So maybe that's what they're but thinking. There's a certain date. And I forget which it is off the top of my head where the money is guaranteed. Yeah. Or whatever, so they can get out of it, which they're going to do. But it was like they kind of put all the blame on Carr. Where I was like, he wasn't great. Like he didn't have a great year. No. But I didn't think he was a disaster. And then it was like, all right, let's see what Jared Stidham can do. And he played pretty well against San Francisco last week. Yep. Last night it was kind of whatever. And the game kind of got away from him. <laughs> the real Jared Stidham yeah, showed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Chiefs are just really uh, in a league of their own. Well, uh, in a class much higher than the Raiders at this point. Did you like the dosi do play? The little <laughs> <laughs> like it was uh Yeah, and to the point where if I was on the Raiders <laughs> there's no way I'm allowing that play to probably even take part. Like, like you're jumping off sides. I'm jumping off sides or I'm just gonna tackle somebody or I'm gonna like I, that's when you go, like, you know what, I'll get fined. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like they're showing us up. They're showing us up in they our did. own stadium. Yeah. Like, if, imagine that. Go back to your playing days. If somebody starts doing the do si before you're lined up in the defense and you're just like, what are they doing? What are they doing? And then it's like eight guys touch the ball and they score a touchdown. No. I'm either walking off the field or I'm trying to stab somebody. <laughs> like, there's no way I'm letting that happen. That is, uh, that was it. And by the way, the touchdown got called back. Yeah, it did. Right. Like the highlight's great and everything. And actually the play, like Mahomes probably could have just ran it in easily, but he wanted to throw it and he threw it. The guy ended up breaking a tackle and he scores. Uh, but yeah, then it ended up getting called back. But even still, it was like, what, what are we doing? That was the proverbial, we're going to put this on tape. So that at some oh, point, yeah. some jackass yep. coach who overprepares is going to be like, Guys. why are we going to watch out for the old... The, for are the they going clockwise or counterclockwise? <laughs> what are they doing? What's the play on You know this? what? Imagine if that's ones, the... Th- that they go sets. counterclockwise. You're exactly right. But that's how you know an offense is in sync. <laughs> Can oh, you imagine they can fart around like can that? Can you imagine telling the Patriots to do something like that? Those guys would run into each other. They'd trip. There'd be three guys on the ground. One guy get hurt. Who would be the Isaiah Pacheco of that uh, whole thing? I don't know. I don't, don't know. I don't know if and, they have him. And it would be, uh, see, so you'd have Mac lined up behind. I guess it would be, what, Ramondre? Yeah, Ramondre. And then, and then they, they had Kelsey. Option. 
Then so, they have to flip it back to, like, I guess it's David right. Harris or something. So Henry would have been the lead blocker yeah. for Mac going to the right, and then if he could run it in, although Mac would probably try to run it in. Yeah, he would. Whereas Mahomes yes, was, you could tell Mahomes was in 10. No interest like, in that. He's like, ball. I've got to throw in another touchdown. So the uh, Chiefs beat the Raiders 31-13, to and then in the nightcap in one of the more stunning stories in the National Football League in the last couple of years, the at one point in time absolutely dead to rights Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Tennessee Titans 20-16 to on a strip sack fumble scoop and score for the touchdown just outside the two-minute warning. Uh, Josh Dobbs was trying to play quarterback for Tennessee, and, you know, Tennessee was down. He he, Exactly right, Keith. Like, there was nothing more that he could do. And the Jaguars weren't great, but they finished the mission, and somehow the Jaguars are the number four seed, and not only are they in the playoffs, they're going to host a playoff game next week. Yeah, they are. A great story. I'll tell you, getting kind of – board of the Tennessee Titans, right? Like really? They, yeah, I was like, I'm ready. Especially like the way they were collapsing at the end of the season. I wanted some fresh blood in the playoffs, and that's what you get with Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, who, you know, and they showed it last night. I think at one point, Tennessee was 7-3, and three, Jacksonville was 3-7, and seven, and then all of a sudden, whoop, they just like flipped, and they're playing better. So like, if they're going to be frisky, like we refer to them as frisky during the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were giving teams tough games. They had a couple of nice wins during the year. I'd much rather spend my time next weekend watching Jacksonville play, whether it's Baltimore or the Chargers or whoever, than seeing Tennessee again. So I like that Jacksonville gets in there. Also, it further cements that Urban Meyer might have been the worst NFL coach in the history of the league. You know what? And it's funny you say that because there are a lot of people who will point to Ryan Leaf along with Jamarcus Russell, as maybe the biggest busts in yeah. NFL history. That mm-hmm. Urban Meyer, I think, has now ascended Gotta to be. the top of the coach bust list. Couldn't make it through the first year, was 2-11, and and then the next year with the same quarterback, another coach comes in there, and they go 9-8, and and they win the division. Pretty remarkable. And the last half of the season, Trevor Lawrence looked like the Trevor Lawrence everybody thought when he got drafted number one overall. And for two years running, he was the unanimous number one pick. He's looking like a great quarterback. Not that he had a great game last night, but just the last eight games, he's, he's gone, really put it together. He's yeah. he's really bounced back from yeah. that year last year. And if you look at this run down the stretch, Jacksonville beat Baltimore. They beat Dallas along the way as well. Like It's yeah. not like it was just the Jets and the Texans and no, they got some beating good the wins. Titans. They got some good wins. And again, you know, sometimes and you know, the Patriots uh, are an example of, you know, sometimes the stats don't really line up with what you see, but they have the 11th best offense based on scoring and the 10th best defense based on scoring. Yeah. Now, that is pretty shocking for a Jacksonville team that for the last several years has just been a doormat. And it feels like, hey, we got a division title. We're going to be able to hang a banner. This is good. Even if we're competitive against what might be the Chargers when it's all said and done. Because, yep. you know, you'd mentioned the the coin flip scenario that could be going with Cincinnati and Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, it could be maybe... Baltimore that could be walking in there. I, I haven't mm-hmm. figured out on the whole fruity whip headache of all this. Could- yeah, because the Chargers are ten and six, and the Ravens are also ten and six. But the Ravens are playing the Bengals, so if the Bengals just win, then you can forget the coin flip scenario. They would still play them, I think, in the in the first round, but it would be in Cincinnati, and you could 
you know, forget about the whole coin flip idea. But might it be wild that Cincinnati could end up having to go to Jacksonville to play a playoff game? Uh, as weird as that could be, no, because Baltimore. Would, I think Baltimore it would only wins? be if they play Baltimore. Okay, so okay, they wouldn't okay. have to go. They would. Right, good. They, they they would go to Jack- Cincinnati. Should not have to go to Jacksonville to play a game. Yeah, yeah, no, because Cincinnati won the division. Like they have given them the division. Okay, it's just a matter of. Who would have home field if it is the three six matchup? And which Baltimore again, would have be. beat them twice. <laughs> right, they beat them twice, but they still have a better record. Right, like they still have one less. Or they still have one more loss. It's just very confusing. It is craziness. And then, of course, there is the emotion that the New England Patriots are going to be dealing with today up in Buffalo, one o'clock. And uh, I haven't seen anything yet. I, I, of course, as I turned to game day morning on NFL Network and look, here's Emmanuel Sanders talking about being teammates with Damar Hamlin. They got uh, ESPN talking about the Ravens and the Bengals, but Damar Hamlin was the story in the NFL this week. And uh, first and foremost, like the guy is going to be okay. Yeah, incredible. He was dead mm-hmm. on a football field on Monday night for like nine minutes. For like nine minutes, uh-huh. and is still walking among us, which is just amazing to begin with. But Keith, man, the emotion today from yeah. the Buffalo end. The only thing I would say that I've heard that could be even negative about it was Michael Irvin said, "Hey, listen, the one thing you got to worry about if you're Buffalo." is that you don't gas out in the first quarter and that the emotion just completely takes you out of the game. But if they manage it, it feels like it could be a tidal wave hitting the Patriots today. Yeah, and I think also because it's a home game, I think it's going to be hard for them to be like, just gassed and then done. Like I think, right. if, if say they do go over the top early and whatever, maybe it leads to uh, you know uh, a, a bad play and the Patriots capitalize on it. You still have the crowd there that's just going to be so fired up to see their team again. They'll probably either show Hamlin on the jumbo screen or at least a message to him. Or anytime they put up the number three, the place is going to go insane. Like I think the Bills are about to go on this long run and they're going to use this to their advantage and they're going to end up winning the Super Bowl. And for two weeks, there's going to be all these. Demar- Hamlin stories and hopefully each day that kid's getting better and better and better and maybe he's even with them by the time they go to the Super Bowl but that's kind of how I feel like this thing is going to go well I I know there isn't really other than maybe Kansas City and with Cincinnati you kind of put the stop down a little bit on them because you don't know what would happen against Buffalo we know that they were dangerously close to potentially losing here in New England if Ramondre doesn't fumble, or at least losing the lead and then having to come back yeah, right, and find right. a way to maybe tie it or something. So from the Cincinnati end, it does feel like some of the steam is out of them. With Buffalo, there is this emotion, and then there's just Kansas City sitting there at the top of oh, the yeah. food chain just kind of waiting for everybody. But to your point, you know the Bills beat the, Ch- the Chiefs earlier this year. And does that emotion kind of carry them? Like, it feels like if the Bills get to the doorstep of the AFC title game, that that's where the Hamlin thing could really kind of push it over the hump, whether they're playing in Indianapolis or Detroit or yeah. Houston or wherever they At play that, that point, game. probably doesn't matter. Obviously, if it was in Buffalo, it would be next level, but really they could play it on the moon, and I would still say the advantage is with the, with the Buffalo Bills because it's also it's not like – Ooh, here's this seventh seed that has this really emotional story. Right. It's like, no, they were one of the Super Bowl contenders all season long, and they were sort of in that group with Kansas City. They already beat them head-to-head, and now you add this to it. And, you know, it's crazy how the week kind of played out. And, like, each day you're wondering, like, all right, are they going to even 
are they even going to want to play the game? And then it's like, all right, maybe some of them will play the game. And then it's like, by the time you hear that he, that DeMar Hamlin was able to FaceTime the team oh, on yeah. Friday, you're like, oh, my God, these guys are going to run through concrete walls for this game. I'm expecting the DeMar Hamlin from the hospital bed video to be played on the big board at probably about 12.55 today. Uh, yeah, they could do that. I was wondering if they'd save it for the playoffs because you know, they're already a playoff team. It, but I mean, you know, honestly, probably every home game that you have the rest of the way, oh, you might yeah. as well for those fans and obviously for the players. Once he gets out of the hospital and eventually, the, what I think they'll save yeah. is if they make an AFC title game, that's where DeMar Hamlin is part of the group that goes out for the coin toss. That'd and then whatever amazing. fans oh, are be, there. Everybody have chills. Well, yep. because if Indianapolis is not, and I guess there's some kind of conflict with They have Indy, a thing, so it's not there, I guess. I wonder if Detroit, once again, even though it's an NFC city, but if you think of hopping on a plane. Or if you think it's definitely going to be in a dome? Well, I I kind of think so. Yeah. Like you can't. It's too bad because both teams, and even Cincinnati, and there's a, there's that one scenario where Cincinnati, I think, too, they are all outdoor teams. Like they're all used to the elements, and usually, you know, you can count on a cold weather AFC title game with all those teams. But I'm now, just, where would they play? Like I'm trying to think because I I would think that the NFL would want to try to be at least quasi equidistant, like Indianapolis yeah. from Buffalo to Minnesota. Kansas City. Minnesota is not bad. They got bad. that awesome place. That's true. So you, could, you could play it there. That's not terribly far from both teams. And then, but and, I mean, Detroit hosted the Buffalo game in Buffalo with right. the snow. So you're and right. Kansas City ain't that far away. It seems yeah. like it makes sense. But I don't know if they're. I guess if you did want to go outdoors, Jerry Jones would probably be like, "Hey, the Cowboys <laughs> are out of it. We'll host the AFC title game. We'll Could split you the game. Imagine <laughs> that. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Chicago might be a possibility. See, that'd be cool if it's like Chicago or some outdoor spot. Pittsburgh. I know Andy Hart mentioned Pittsburgh, and he's especially because Demar Hamlin's from Pittsburgh. Oh, like, there be, is that. That'd be a cool little uh, element. To but it. do you have to keep the AFC neutral site title game out of an AFC city only because of fans? Like you, you like to try to be equitable for yeah. the home team fans, but you also got to get people in the building True. as well. Although I think Pittsburgh probably they hate both. They would travel though. Like think about the Buffalo. Oh yeah, they all went to Detroit for that game. They all left the snowstorm and went to Detroit. So. If you have enough time to prepare, which they do, this is going to sneak up on anybody, and you have an AFC title game, which to me is going to really feel like the Super Bowl, especially when you put in the neutral site. It's going to yeah. be the two best teams. San Francisco's good. Philly's good. But if it's Buffalo and Kansas City again, that is the de facto Super Bowl. Imagine Cincinnati going to Pittsburgh to play an AFC <laughs> championship game. That would be yeah, so odd. Be. So we've got a ton to unpack here, including not only the Patriots and the Bills, but also the future of the Patriots and kind of where it is going. And again, it's odd to talk about it because of everything that we went through this week, but we will get into a lot of that. We got Tommy Curran coming up at 11 o'clock as well. And again, we're with you from the best yet brand studios. Uh, and of course we got so much more to get to. I think we might have to put some awards to bed for the, uh, like who's the MVP who and What's going to happen in the offseason in certain situations? Feels like Houston might make a coaching change again, but this time for a bit of a different reason. Is McDaniels definitely staying with the Raiders, or is he going to have to make certain moves? A lot of moving pieces, and of course a little bit of you at 617-779-7937. Here's Jackson, who's in today for Ethan. He is ready to trend. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now, the NFL owners have voted for the proposed changes to the playoffs. That includes a possible AFC title game on a neutral site. 
Since the Chiefs beat the Raiders last night, they wrapped up the number one seed. If the AFC Championship game ends up involving KC, Buffalo, and or Cincinnati, it could be played on a neutral site. There's also a coin toss scenario, which I will not attempt to scramble your brain with. Uh, The Patriots can clinch with a win today. From the Buffalo Bills, DeMar Hamlin is awake and talking to his teammates via FaceTime, which is excellent news. And we got a football game to play today. The Patriots had a full 53-man roster at practice on Friday, which means we will see Marcus Jones and Devontae Parker. Celtics beat the Spurs 121-116 to last night. Jason Tatum led the way with 34 points. And David Pasternak had two goals as the Bruins sunk the Sharks 4-2. They face the Ducks tonight at 8.30. I am Jackson Burns, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. The Bills and the Patriots. How about some actual gameplay talk? We will get to that next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back to WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. All right, let's get some clarification in here because I kind of screwed Jackson a little bit. I went into yesterday knowing that Buffalo, Cincinnati, or Kansas City all together, if, if three of those teams could end up making the AFC title game, it'd be on a neutral field. But apparently yesterday that changed a yeah, little Kansas bit. Yeah, City won. So there was at least like, I don't know, eight different scenarios or whatever it was, or maybe even more. So Kansas City beating Las Vegas, that cuts the number of scenarios in half, right? Because that would have made it way more of a chance for Cincinnati to to be a player. So now literally the only time it could be a neutral site AFC title game is if Buffalo wins today. And then Kansas City and Buffalo meet in the championship game. That's right. the only that's the only way it could happen. It, it took me three hours to figure that out, and then you came in and just scrambled <laughs> and my I brain. Did, and I scrambled no. it up, and I was just like, no, it's those only three. But well, then you were again, right you yesterday. Were, I was right yesterday. Then, Jackson yeah. was right today. Yes. It's so, the only thing that can happen. It, it, it's Lord. a cl- cluster ref, and uh, we're not going to know much until no. the end of today. <laughs> and so this is also kind of confusing, and I don't know if the league thought about this. Maybe they did, and I guess they're going to... I guess, actually, you know what? I think I might have an answer. But if Cincinnati wins today okay, and Buffalo loses, yep. they would have the same record, but Cincinnati would be the two seed. 
and Buffalo would be the three seed. So if they met in the division round, the game would be in Cincinnati. And I guess the rationale behind that is, all right, well, those are the two teams that played 16 games, and then you can just use traditional tiebreakers. Yeah. So that's kind of what's confusing because otherwise you're like Buffalo's like, well, wait, wait, why isn't this game? Why isn't this a neutral site game? And it's like, well, you guys played the same number of games. The only reason they're doing a neutral site is because Kansas City has played one extra game than those two teams. Somebody so, yeah. in the NFL offices had to be like, anybody got the yeah. rules anybody? from 2020 right. to help us out with this? And then, but I'll tell you the so that part, I don't think Buffalo or even Kansas City is going to really be that outraged by it. I think if Kansas City had beaten Buffalo head to head. And say there was one, uh, say it was a different loss that they had. So the record was the same. I could see them having a little bit more of a beef, but they're probably like, all right, that's fine. If we get there and they get there, so be it. The Cincinnati one is a little odd, though. The the coin talk, like the chance that they, if they lose to Baltimore today, they would have to go on the road. So they went from fighting for the number one seed to all of a sudden playing a road wild card game. That one seems weird. Well, and and I know this does kind of get into the business of the NFL a little bit, but you and I have talked a lot about how if you're going to guarantee money, you got to put a chunk of that money or all of it into escrow or whatever. So if the Bengals want to keep both Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, they have to come up with a pile of cash now based on what would be guaranteed unless they can figure a way around it. And I think, by the way, there's so much money in the NFL, you shouldn't have to do it. But playoff gates go to the teams. So if you're Cincinnati, you could win a division and you should have had a playoff game, right. which would have been a nice infusion of cash to, you know, maybe go out and try to keep this team together or go spend more money. And potentially you could lose out on that because of a coin flip. Like, my yeah, that God. is that is weird. Because normally that's like the 12th tiebreaker is yes. the coin toss. And now they're like, oh, we're going to go to the coin toss. Yeah. <laughs> the like, last resort is right. the one that we're going to use mm-hmm. first because there is nothing left. So basically for Buffalo then... If they're in the the two spot, in theory, they could get New England again next week. If certain scenarios work out, it could be Miami. It could be Pittsburgh. But if they're slid to the three seed, it's pretty likely they're going to get Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's a that's a big swing. And that's why I think that you're not going to have to worry about the coin toss because mm-hmm. Lamar's not playing today. I think Cincinnati just wins that game and then they're the three seed and everybody can kind of move on. Uh, but yeah, that all of a sudden, that's a much tougher one. Like the two seed gets not only the advantage of the home game in the divisional round, but the seventh seed is so much weaker than either a Lamar team or even a Justin Herbert Chargers Absolutely. team. Like, not, I, I know Pittsburgh's playing pretty well. But still, I would take, you know, that would be a blowout. And then Miami and New England can't get out of their own way, so they would get destroyed by Cincinnati or Buffalo. All of New England, Miami, and Pittsburgh, those teams would be happy to be there and be like, hey, we checked a box. Made the playoffs. But if you're, yeah, Buffalo and Cincinnati are in pretty interesting spots, and then there's just little old Jacksonville sitting there with division winners at number four. But you know what? It's How many years have we seen it? Remember, was it uh, Seattle that year? They were 7-9, and won the West, and then beat the Saints in the playoffs. So sometimes that home that home game, even the team that finds a way to scrap and claw and win the bad division, I don't know. Like cuz this was a playoff game for them last night. So they they had so much on the line for Jacksonville. 
that that was it almost feels like they got their first playoff win. It does, you're right. And now they go in and maybe they're going to have just a little bit of momentum behind and, them. And you know, when you look at uh, Jacksonville, they smacked the Chargers earlier this year. I do believe out in LA, I think that was like 38 to 10 or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, they destroyed them. And that right. was early early in the year, but you know, the Chargers are sitting there and you know, that does get into and and again the DeMar Hamlin news kind of just dominated the news cycle when it came to the NFL. But there is some of the, hey, who's going to play who? Who's going to play? Yeah. Like, if, if, if you're the Chargers today, do you have any reason to play Justin Herbert in theory? I'm sure they uh, will. But Yeah, they probably do. Yeah, no, because I think for them, you want to be the five seed. If you're the Chargers, you'd much rather play Jacksonville than Cincinnati or Buffalo. Got it. So I think, I think all these teams, like even the ones that are in, because of seeding, like they all have something to play for. Like even like Buffalo. Like Buffalo wants to make sure they can get a, a neutral site AFC title game if it gets to that. But yep. that won't happen if they lose today. So like they need to win. Cincinnati wants to avoid the coin toss. The Chargers probably want to be the right seed. Like all, every team... Even if they're in, even if they've been in for two or three weeks, it feels like they have something that they have to play for. There is a, yeah, they, I, I I can buy that from the Chargers. By the way, the Chargers are in Denver today taking on the uh, taking on the Broncos. Although they look a lot better without Hackett. Well, they do. <laughs> and, hey, how about this? Yeah, you're right, buddy. Hackett yeah. got fired into the sun. Uh, but how about the Broncos now who, uh, and just a quick aside, the Broncos want to talk to Sean Payton about being their future head coach, and they don't have any picks to get. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. I don't know what New Orleans would uh, – like, does New Orleans just have his rights forever? Or well, how's that work? for uh, – yeah, because I think the contract would toll, so yeah, right. they have to – now, again, I don't know about the forever. Maybe they could work it out. But apparently they, they want – a player, I guess. Well, they want a first-round pick, and apparently they're not going to be able to get yeah. that. Would they take a two, and then you're right, like a two and a player or something? Right. And then that means you're the Denver Broncos, and you're bringing in a new head coach in Sean Payton, and his, like – there, the first draft pick would be like in the middle of the third round or something. Yeah, it would be and, like when uh, Casario took over Houston. And well, they, there you they, go. No picks. But it's not like what Les Snead created in L.A. where they're coming off a Super Bowl and they don't have any no picks. picks. It's they, You're a four-win team. And they might not have a coach. And they, well, Apparently Sean McVay has got a foot out the door I, or something. Like, is, I, I read that last night. I'm like, what is this? Like now his, but this they did this last year. Even when they won, remember all those guys? Like they all might leave and they all came back and they sucked or they were hurt or both. And, uh, well, they all got contracts. Like I thought that contracts. was a contract play. Like Aaron Donald, I could buy it. Donald, like, okay, I'm going to yeah. walk away. Oh, we'll give you $35 million. Suddenly I'm, I'm motivated. Back. Yeah, <laughs> I love football. And okay. Sean McVay got the contract extension, yeah. but maybe five win Weird. seasons do that to you or whatever. Well, we know there's a game to be played between New England and Buffalo, and there has been zero game talk in a lot of ways. There's been zero on this matchup. I know the last time they played in Gillette Stadium – Patriots did a really good job of keeping Josh Allen in the pocket, but they weren't good against the run. And I know there's been so much talk about the emotion. It is now the, okay, how do you slow down this Buffalo team? A lot of it begins and ends with Josh Allen. And then it sort of goes from there for the Patriots because Jalen Mills is still out. Jack Jones is now out and moved to a suspended list with Jake Bailey. Yeah, there's a lot there. Theory? Okay. Okay is that because those guys were on IR, 
it makes me feel like they missed something. Therapy, whatever, and then they, okay, well, then we'll dock you a check. Yeah, so real quick on that, like, Burt Breer's been all over this and a couple of the other guys, and they're saying that Jack Jones was late for a bunch of rehabs or either didn't go, and Bill Belichick even kind of pointed it out to the team, like, this isn't how we do things, and... So Jack Jones, that one seems like there's a little bit of smoke around that where he wasn't doing what he was supposed to. And so, boom, they're going to suspend him. That's going to mess around with his money. You don't get the two game checks at the end of the year. Not that the team saves a lot of money, but you're really sending a message. Whereas Jake Bailey looks like he was getting lumped in the same way, but his agent came out and was like, this guy's done everything he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. We were trying to get him on the field for this Sunday. They said, like, it's not going to happen, and they're filing a grievance with the team. Wow. So the punter in, the, in his side are not just, like, sitting back and taking this. They're they're going after the Patriots. So what a mess. And also, like, sounds what like a, a ton of fun. It sounds like the, the 2022 Patriots summed up nicely. You're, uh, you're suspending your – uh, rookie corner who was pretty good, but apparently he's not rehabbing correctly. And now your punter is uh, filing a grievance against you because you're trying to take some of his money away. Very chicken and beer Red Sox ish, oh. like towards yeah. the end of the season. Yeah, but it's, uh, uh, it's ugly. well, and there's the whole you know what's going to happen on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill O'Brien is just kind of out there right now. I don't know when Bill O'Brien's deal is officially up with uh, Alabama. Of course, there's only well, there's two college football games left to be played: the FCS title game today, and then. And of course, the college football playoff will be played on Monday night between mm-hmm. TCU and Georgia. But in terms of the the Bills, they ran the ball traditionally last time against New England. So now, Keith, I wonder how much of it is okay. We did a really we did such a good job against Allen that they just handed it off and we weren't able to stop it. I know the Patriots defenders that we talked to were like, "Listen, we just got to do a better job," but. Is New England in the weird spot of, all right, we can make sure to kind of keep Allen in the pocket and force him to throw it, but does that completely compromise their ability to slow down the run? Or do you think that the defenders were right in that, hey, listen, we kind of can do both and manage it better. We just didn't do a good job of it. Yeah, I feel like Buffalo in that <clears throat> in the last meeting really was – they didn't have to do anything crazy, right? They mm-hmm. were they were in control, and you know they didn't score a zillion points, but again, they didn't need to. The Patriots scored the one touchdown on the great Marcus Jones play. Other than that, their defense had it kind of figured out, and Josh Allen just kind of went in there, didn't didn't throw any picks, didn't screw it up, not didn't screw it up, and you know I don't know how many games. I mean, he's their leading rusher, and yet in that game, it was James Cook, it was Devin Singletary, and now you know. We just mentioned Jack Jones. That was the guy who played in that game. You take him out. The secondary is completely banged up again. It seems like if Josh Allen wants to throw it, he can throw it. And also, they're probably, if they're smart, they're not going to have him go balls to the wall because there's a good chance they have to play next week. Actually, they're definitely playing next week because Kansas City has the bye. So I don't think it's a scenario where they're going to sit him, right? Like, if they were playing for nothing, you might even just sit Josh Allen. Correct. But they are playing for something, plus you have the the, the whole emotion thing. You can't possibly do that to him. But uh, I, I kind of feel like it's going to be a similar approach, and it's going to be up to the Patriots to stop the run and not let James Cook pick up six yards on first down. That was the killer, yeah. right? It was those running backs who have not been mega productive. I know the one got Naheem Hines, but again, it was different backs, and Cook ended up killing you as well. And then... 
you know, we mentioned all the corners that are out. So no Jalen Mills. You got no Jack Jones. So, you know, it's going to be Jonathan Jones and probably Marcus Jones at this yeah. point. I know he's back from the concussion. Miles Bryant. Yeah, Miles, you're yeah, right. Exactly. Who's been owned by the Bills in the past. And that's so the. They're, they're going to target him, I right. imagine. And it's the. I really think first quarter will tell us a lot today, just in terms of we've talked yeah. so much about the emotion. Like if the Patriots find themselves down 14 nothing after the first quarter. You're going to try to slow play it and rely on your defense, but at some point they are going to have to do some different things offensively. And, and that's, you know, I admit, Keith, I'm, I'm not stuck, but I am curious as to offensively, does New England not necessarily do something different, but do they throw caution to the wind? Hey, listen, we know we're not great at putting four or five wide receivers on the field. But let's put all those guys on the field and try to go about it a different way. Do they try to throw the curveball offensively, or is it just, all right, we got 60 more minutes to manage Matt Patricia. We'll get to the offseason and fix it then. You kind of hope so, and it's funny because last year, you remember there was the uh, comparison between Dan Campbell's Lions, who were out of it, and Joe Judge's Giants, who were out of it. And Joe Judge was punting on every fourth down. He was running those QB sneaks on third down and was just super conservative. You're like, what? Why? Dan Campbell's team's out of it. Fake punts, going for it on fourth down. Like, his team was like, but I think that the team, like, bought into that and was like, we might as well go down swinging. And the Patriots, in this case, I think they should have the same kind of mentality because they do control their own destiny, but they also could back their way in. So do you want to just go out there and try to manage it and lose a close game to the Bills, or do you go out there and realize, all right, we're probably going to have to score points against Josh Allen, who's also trying to probably cap off a chance at an MVP season, too, as a little sprinkle, right, a little extra juice for him. And we can get to that. Yeah, so he's got that going for him, but I don't expect it. Now, again, the last time they played the Bills, that's the first time we got that Marcus Jones wrinkle, which was awesome, and you wondered why we didn't see it ever before. And I know he missed or the game. Since. <laughs> or since. Yeah, he had like the one first down play. But he's back in the lineup. I think you're going to have to kind of at least showcase him a little bit. Or if you put him out there, if nothing else, the Bills have to defend that, have to put a lot of attention on but it. But do they have the depth in the secondary to potentially expose a guy on offense who's coming back from a concussion? Yeah, so I think with Jones, he's probably going to play so much more on defense that it would probably only be a couple of plays on offense anyway. And a couple of punt returns. And like you're asking decoys, a lot out yeah. of them. And, yeah, and some decoy stuff. But even still, that's fine. That's true because Miles Bryant, who would be the backup punt returner, is also going to play a lot. He's probably, probably. going to play yeah. a ton, too. All right, let's uh, let's slide one in here. Let's go to David in Florida on WEEI Football Sunday. Hello, David. Good morning. Can we, can we just queue up? I mean, uh, uh, Rocky two when Adrian wakes up from a coma and says, just when? I mean, that's the feeling I get for this whole thing from Buffalo's perspective. And it's just, it's a reference. All right. But in general, I mean, I, I hate, I, I hate when you use injuries, serious injuries, especially as a motivational tool to, 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 got to, to bring the team, to bring the, the, the fans together. It's, it just trivializes the whole thing. It just no, it, no, no, I don't think so. Especially with Demar Hamlin's first question when he comes to is, "Did we win?" And then he's like, "We, I want to go out there. I love you guys." Like, 
I don't think it's trivial. I, don't, I, think, I think everybody's leg, taking it pretty yeah, seriously. A broken leg or a messed up shoulder or, you know, even somebody who is temporarily paralyzed on the field and then they they always give the thumbs up and stuff like that. This guy died. Yeah. Like, this, this, is, this is not, like, I would not consider, I don't know about you, Keith. But would you consider death an injury? Uh, it might be a little bit, <laughs> a little bit different. That was like Adam Schefter. I mean, I guess he's just doing his job. But you see, he's like Demar Hamlin placed on IR. I'm like, dude, <laughs> really? Come on, thanks. Come on. But uh, no, this one's completely different. We, Monday night, just go back less than a week. Just that whole scene. We've all watched a ton of football. That was different. That was different than everything we've ever seen. You can see it on the faces of the players. And for those guys to get some good news this week. They can't help but be motivated. Oh, yeah. They're not, like, using it. They're not, like, exploiting the guy. He's yeah. their teammate. They're they're just... He's going to live and be okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a terrible thing to use as motivation like if you or believe, to boost you as right. a human being. Like, if you believe in any of that, and I think there's enough examples of whether it's individual players maybe using family tragedy and coming on the mm-hmm. field or... The 2013 Red Sox are a great example. That wasn't the greatest team in the world, but there was something about it. And following the the marathon bombings, that was like a team of destiny, and yep. they they couldn't be stopped. And I feel like the Bills are 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 the same thing. And you know, hopefully, Demar Hamlin is maybe even on the sideline for some of it or whatever. At least part of the team for the the this whole run they're about to go on. Uh, it is 10:42. It is Wei Football Sunday. Gresham Keith here with you. No Wiggy today. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back on Monday on the Greg Hill Show. We got football all day here on Wei. The Bills are going to take on the Patriots at one o'clock. And uh, is this the last game? Of the Matt Patricia offensive era. We'll get into that next on WEEI Football Sunday. Now more of the guys. This is WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. What? Win. What are we waiting for? Take this! Wouldn't it be more of the Robert Kraft voice? What are we waiting for? Let's end this GD season. Yeah, pull the plug. I mean, pull the plug uh, of the season. Does uh, is this the last stand of Matt Patricia as the non-titled OC? See, I feel like they're going to do their part to end the season, but unfortunately, <laughs> the Dolphins and Steelers may also lose, and we have to talk about this matchup again next week. <laughs> That's the hell that we are now in as uh, Patriots fans. I think it is going to be Patriots Bills. This week and next week. So you're expecting Miami and Pittsburgh to lose yeah. today. Yep. Miami's playing the Jets. Joe Flacco's in there. Against Miami's Skyler, not playing well. Joe right. Flacco, Skyler Thompson. Yep. That's for a week yep, 18 for a, game. For a playoff spot, too. And then Pittsburgh, I mean, they could win. They've been playing pretty well. But it is Cleveland. Deshaun Watson probably had his best game since he's been back last week. Yep. So... Cleveland playing spoiler against their big rival. Like, I could see both those teams going down. And that's the motivation for yeah. Cleveland, oh, isn't yeah. it? Oh, let's stick it to screw, Pittsburgh. Screw, screw Pittsburgh. And yeah. then Pittsburgh can host a AFC neutral site AFC championship game. Right. <laughs> but we bounce them out of the playoff playoffs. Team. And then there is, you're right, like the Dolphins who off to a good start. Well, actually, the Dolphins have been more of a roller coaster. They started hot at 3-0, and then they lose three in a row, then they win four in a row, then I think they lose three or four in a row, and then they're just so very much up and down. As you mentioned, Keith, they're hosting the Jets today. The Steelers are hosting the Browns. So 
all of these one o'clock games, really, you're looking at the Patriots score. Yeah. Because if they win, they're in. It's the most seamless way. But if the Dolphins and the Steelers lose, then the Patriots still at eight and nine find themselves in a uh, in a playoff game. And I, this, you and I, good lord, we've talked about this ad nauseum. It feels like for years now, even though it hasn't been that long. But this has to end with Matt Patricia. Like there, if there's one thing about Bill Belichick, he makes moves that maybe all of us don't understand. But there's the Malcolm Butler thing where he was illogical, right? If you look yep. at 20-plus yep. years of moves. There's a lot of decisions that he's made. I'm curious, though, but going not, back in it, how many times But has, he's not completely illogical. Like, he doesn't – it's not like he is without awareness of what's going on. Yeah, but part of it is, you know, pride or loyalty or all these different things. And nobody else would have put Patricia and even Joe Judge in the spots that they're in but Belichick. And so if you remove them from their spots, you are admitting that that was a mistake that you did. I don't know how many times he's really done that. He'll do the blanket, yeah, we should have coached better. But how many, has he ever given you a specific on what he should have done to coach better? No, Not no. really. And in the 20 years that he's been here, 22 years, how many times, have, regardless of what the title is, how many times has a coordinator been fired or reassigned? Don't they normally just get new jobs and then he has to promote or he has to get a new guy? Josh McDaniels never got canned. He got two new jobs. And, you know, Bill O'Brien didn't get canned. He got a job. Like, Dean Pease? So I guess you'd have to go back to Dean Pease, but... that's That was more of a contract running out. We're not renewing you so they could do the whole, boy, we didn't fire him. We just didn't renew him, which yeah. is bull crap. Yeah, so Dean Pease was here from... 04, he was just here from 04 to 09. So, and then he... Yeah, then he went to the Ravens. So maybe he was one of those guys. He's the rare guy. Okay. But you're right. When you think about it, it's normally guys that kind of get bumped up. Like, according to this, it said his contract retired. P's quote, chose not to return to the Patriots. All right, there we go. So, I mean, maybe that was so, one where they're like, we're, we're moving on. We want somebody else in there. So, okay. But, uh, but you're right. But Patricia, it doesn't happen. Now, again, he could. But he was also guys in the, the Flores staff. role, too. He didn't yeah. really have the title. No, and he could. He could. I mean, I think he will keep both those guys on the staff. It's yeah. just, you know, let's get some new roles in here. So is the best way out of this is so weird to even ask this is the best way out of this offensive hell that the Patriots are in is that Gerard Mayo leaves and gets either a D coordinator job somewhere or becomes a head coach somewhere. Yeah, unless you think that uh, Bill and Patricia would be OK with him going back to like the Ernie Adams or Nick Casario role from the past where you're like, all right, you're less because even Casario is a front office guy, but he'd always be on the field, like at camps and practice and, and in the headset. Because remember, there were coaches in Houston that were bitching. This guy's yeah. on the headset. And it's like, like, what is he doing? I was. Well, so I mean, maybe you could do that, and that doesn't really. It's not really a demotion as much as sort of a reassignment. You could do that, or obviously there is the Mayo goes and Patricia's now on on defense, but you got to bring in a real offensive guy. Maybe Judge goes back to special teams and you're trying to recreate the uh, 2017 coaching staff. You know what? Seriously, and yeah. I really wonder, and and if you remove McDaniels and insert Bill O'Brien, yeah. I do wonder if that's where this is all going to end up. And if so, if Gerard doesn't leave, 
he stays in the role that he's in, and yeah. Patricia gets back upstairs in the Ernie role, and then you take Judge because I've seen two years of Cam Acord. I'm good. Put Joe Judge back in there yeah. in the special teams role, and then you're right. Then it becomes, okay, you bring in an offensive coordinator, then you can bring in a quarterback guy. Mm-hmm. Looks like Nick Cayley. Now, everybody is assuming Nick Cayley is going to walk and go to the Raiders. Is there any chance that it's, okay, Nick, now your contract's up. We don't want to lose you. Now we'll make you offensive coordinator. I guess there's a chance. I just feel like both the Nick Cayley and Bill O'Brien, uh, you know, potential answers would make it even more frustrating that they just didn't do that this year. Right. Like that was those were the two obvious guys. One because he's done it. The other one was more of a well, we don't know, so maybe it could be him. But if you like him, and maybe you said, yeah, we're not going to block Mick Lombardi going to the page uh, the Raiders, but we are going to block Kaylee. Well, then you must like him. You must keep him around. No, they decided not to do that. Uh, and then it's just a a year that Mac Jones didn't have a chance to learn from an actual offensive guy. And you wonder what kind of long-term impact that's going to have. There's no question. Uh, We are coming to you from the Best Yet Brand Studios. And uh, we are also brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi. That's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. We'll talk about everything that has gone down this week in the NFL and the future of the Patriots as well with Tom E. Kern of NBC Sports Boston next on WEEI Football Sunday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.